doing well. Hey guys, welcome to the Big Blue United Podcast. My name is TJ. I'm here with Dan and Colin. As per usual, guys, how you feeling tonight? Feeling good. I got a I got a quote for you guys. Oh, I want to see if you can me. assign it. Power is the word that I'm thinking of. If I could get used to it, I'm finally getting used to it. Oh, do we have to guess who said that? Is mm-hmm. it is it Kanye? Sounds yeah, like Kanye. It sounds like Kanye. Mm-hmm. Since we haven't talked about him in a couple of weeks. Nope. Nope. Even even greater. More Dave Gettleman. Nope. No, it's a musician. Okay. More prolific than Kanye and closer to us than Kanye. Power's that word that I'm thinking of. If I can get used to it, I'm finally getting used to it. No idea. I give up. Colin, this should be ringing a bell for you. Oh, what genre can I ask? Uh, uh, sort of South American inspired, post hardcore, progressive punk metal. Eric Castillo. Yes. Oh, wow. When <laughs> when did he say this? He said this on uh, on your uh, La Cosa Nostra album. The uh, those are lyrics. Powers that word that I'm thinking of. If oh, I could wow. get used to it, I'm finally getting used to it. So uh, for context, this is a line from one of Colin's bands. <laughs> he doesn't remember the line. <laughs> well, most of it was screamed, and I wasn't singing it, so I didn't really. It's a great it. line. Yeah, no, it is. I, I you're I, listening you to you... La Cosa Nostra, Dan. I listen to La Cosa Nostra all the time. Love that. I you got to go back. It's. I probably should. It scratches a good itch. Is it on you know Spotify? What? It, uh, it, no, it you got to buy it on like, Bandcamp. When I listen to that stuff, I feel like it's an outer body experience because I can't even imagine playing those bass lines anymore. I can't. You're not. You're too old for that. I. I don't. My fingers might break. I don't know. <laughs> Are you less hard. dexterous in the hands as you age? Do you find uh, that? You know what? That whole experience was about pushing the envelope, and that was the whole point. And I, I got it, and then I didn't need to do it anymore. So that's I feel like it was a just a moving on kind of situation. If I, I would like to play it and try to play it, I don't know if I could do it consistently. It's uh, prog rock. Yeah, that's basically what it was. We should start rock. a Rush cover band, the three of us. I would. Mm. I'd love to play Rush songs. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, for you, you're the bass player. The guitar is great in that band, but it's just like it's all like lead. It's all like soul. It's all like yeah, it's you know, there's like no power chord. There's a couple power chords here and there. It it would be a big stretch for TJ and I. That's a good point. Well, <laughs> hey, uh, I've been playing. I, I I got my amp. I got my my uh, my uh, quarter inch cable got lost in the mail, but I finally got one. So I plugged my guitar in and I and I, I played the other day and it was really satisfying. Yeah. So what did you, what, what did you play? What was the first thing you The you problem played? is that I don't remember how to play any song. So I think <laughs> I played like just some BS chord progressions and whatever, like fake solos and things like yeah. that. But I have to learn right. how to play some songs. It's been a long it, time. You know, you know what's a fun thing to do when you haven't played in a long time that makes you feel better is you, you tie like a, a sock or or like a like a scrunchie or something and put it up on the on the nut at the top of the fretboard yeah. and then that that'll mute all the unwanted noises you make so you don't feel so bad about how sloppy your playing is good point yeah <laughs> that's a good idea yeah um all right let's get into it um as usual guys please follow us at big blue united on facebook twitter instagram you can get us at big bbu pod boys of the z on twitter and don't forget to download DraftKings app use promo code tppn um we are heading through free agency i believe you know the majority of the signings have probably been done so we can sort of kind of 
round up this conversation this week. I assume maybe there'll be a couple more additions just based on kind of what the positions of need are that, you know, maybe is not something you can totally rely on in the draft. But I guess the obvious place to start is with the Darren Waller trade, who was um, traded over from Las Vegas for a third round pick, the same pick the Giants got for Kadarius Tony from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, how are you feeling about this signing? Is this a good move? Is this a good value, Colin, do you think? Uh, I do think so, um, especially because, and I think we started to talk about this a little bit. I mean, he will be uh, a bit of a centerpiece of this offense. I think that's pretty obvious, but it, I don't think it will be so necessary um, to hammer him with passes all the time, especially because we have Bellinger still there, who's still learning a lot, but I think he's in uh, a higher echelon of number two tight ends. So I think there's going to be a lot of uh, two tight end sets. We still have the draft to come with the wide receivers, and we've already been signing a whole bunch of wide receivers too. So I I do think it's a good pickup, uh, especially hearing the silly backstory that it seems that uh, something to do with a wedding and Josh Daniels and him not being happy with him anymore for yeah. some strange reason. And that's kind of why he was jettisoned. Uh, even he 15, like, I don't know, 15, 16 days ago, Josh McDaniels was just like, oh, he's totally part of our future. And then all of a sudden, no. He publicized he the wedding and he didn't yeah. want the wedding to be public. And Josh McDaniels wasn't invited anyway. Uh, and from all accounts, Josh, Josh McDaniels is a horrible person to get oh, to yeah. hang out with anyway. So yeah. I, I'm sure there's no love lost there. No. Um, I think it's a great signing for because it's essentially all upside um, it, as if they renegotiate the contract and, and, and lower the cap hit for this year, that's, you know, a, a sign on bonus or, or, you know, are able to clear some cap space. You know, there's no, nothing tied to him for next year. It's a play on if he can stay healthy, if he stays healthy, he's certainly a top five uh, tight end in the NFL. As far as pass catchers go, um, I would argue top three, probably he's essentially, you know, Kenny Galladay, what Kenny Galladay should be, uh, you know, he's not, he's not a huge blocker, but uh, he's big and he's athletic and he can, he can make a lot of contested path, uh, catches. Um, yeah. And I think you're right with Bellinger, you know, who is also more of a pass catching tight end that they could be a nice one, two combo. And I think we were chatting in the, uh, about it earlier this week. You know, maybe those are the guys that'll get the sort of tough to make, you know, contested catches across the middle or, um, you know, in, in double coverage where we have the, the smaller guys zipping around and Wandell and, and uh, you know, the, the other uh, wide receivers that are, are more slight on the team um, and get those guys in space or in, in sort of out in the flats and just allow them to do, get yards after catch and just give it to the big body tight ends. Um, and Waller's more of a, a move tight end anyway. So, I mean, Bellinger yeah. can be moved, but he's a little more stationary. So keep him in line when you move Waller around more, and then you can open things up. Who knows? Yeah. But I think it's cool because it shows where the team's at, that you're yeah. that we're able to attract, you know, big name uh, players. Uh, and they want to come here because they know they're going to maximize their potential to um, either, you know, capitalize on a, on a short-term contract or just be in a good environment to, to be in, a, in an offense that works and and play for a coach that everyone seems to love. And a, and a new turf that maybe will uh, cut down on the injuries. Uh, who knows? <laughs> well, that's fun news, right? Do we have any specific information about what that turf is going to be? All we know is that it's I think it's rumor grass. city still, right? Yeah. I mean, grass. how often do you see a picture like that uh, with absolutely nothing on the ground? I'm usually, 
even with concerts, they put it on top of the turf like that. So to have it completely pulled up, that kind of lends you to think that uh, they're doing something finally. Yeah, I like that photo of MetLife with no turf. Uh, my it favorite so comment weird. on it was like, you know, has all the charm of a graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You literally could have thought the photo was in black and white, but it was in color. That's how, you know, dreadful. Well, what was it? About any green. It, it was it was Baltic core. Was that? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, the yeah, Baltic. That was Baltic, yeah. Baltic core. <laughs> but uh, Bob, when it comes yeah. to Waller, I mean, I just feel like you know there wasn't anyone out there to sign who was like a who was worth you know a, a contract in the ten million dollar range, even though three guys did get those contracts. So Shane went out, took a pick that they got, you know, a pre a pick that they had a flyer on, you know, from Kadarius. Um, picked up a big body tight end who will probably be, as Colin said, put out wide a lot, um, used more as a wide receiver. Um, but yeah, the ultimate thing is if Kenny stay healthy, because when he is healthy, as Dan said, you know, he had a thousand yards in 2019, 2020, uh, and in 2020 had nine TDs and a hundred grabs. I mean, if he can approach those numbers for the giants next year, stay healthy, stay on the field. I think it's going to be a gigantic addition to the passing attack. Um, and you know, gives you that big body that, you really don't have elsewhere if you look at kind of the other signings yeah. that the Giants have made at the pass catching positions. I think it's also important to note that, you know, based on his sort of turbulent background and getting to the league, he, he doesn't have as many, as much debt, like wear and tear on the body as maybe other players that are, you know, 30 years old in the NFL. So that's fair. If he can, you know, not break any bones, um, you know, he should be in good shape. Also, I want to add that he looks like um, Gigantor Pharrell. Oh, they look very right. similar to me. <laughs> He's well, like a that, massive Pharrell. Well, that makes me happy. I don't know yeah. about you. Well, he's one of my favorite humans. I think Colin appreciates him. Can't I mean, who doesn't really? You know? Yeah. He wrote that song, Happy, and I'm a miserable person, so I don't really like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that song's annoying, for sure. Yeah, it's not great. Not uh, there great. is a video of him out there like where someone plays a video of all these kids like dancing and being happy with it, and he starts crying, and I was like, that's pretty sweet. That's yeah. cute. Otherwise, right. that song is pretty, pretty whatever. Talented um, man. Let's uh, let's stay on the pass catchers, and we'll go to maybe the second most exciting signing on the offensive side of the ball in, in Paris Campbell from the Colts. One year, six point seven million dollars. Um, what are you guys feeling about this uh, this signing? Obviously, brings a lot of speed to the defense. Dan, what's your thoughts? I mean, got to be pretty defense happy about offense. it. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think you know he was someone that we specifically shouted out when we were previewing free agency. He's one of those guys that um, seems to be a type fit for the offense they're trying to build as far as um, pure speed and, and, and someone that has to be accounted for on, on the offense. He ha had sort of an, again, injury plagued start of his career in, in Indianapolis. Um, and when he had decent quarterback play, which was very rare, he did have moments where you could see that he's, you know, lives up to his billing as what was his second round pick. Yes, he was. Um, uh, and sir, I think he was the fastest guy at the combine that, that year as well. 4.3, um, yeah. 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 Fast man. Um, so he was someone that, that I think we all had eyes on, you know, coming out of the draft, but um, obviously worst, worst case scenario in Indianapolis as far as being in an offense that can utilize those skills. I think, again, he's he's fits that mold of an electric dynamic player that, that could be used uh, to really open up our offense. Um, and, you know, someone was asking me, like, right, he's super fast, but do you guys know or, like, why aren't we envisioning him as someone that would push or pressure secondaries, uh, like, deep, you know, you know, take the top off? Is it 
I feel like he's used more intermediately, or is that just a result of having awful quarterback play in Indianapolis? I, th- I think it was the awful quarterback play. But, I mean, what makes me even more excited about him, I mean, it's a tandem kind of thing. I think the combination of him and, and re-signing uh, Slayton is going to be huge for both of their uh, involvements in the offense. I think uh, what little we saw, well, I don't know if it's little, but I mean, like he Slayton had a, a big part of the offense last year, and I think he's going to have an even bigger part because he's going to be more open. I mean, he's both, they're both fast. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much Slayton's open. It's just whether he can catch it or not. <laughs> well, and what I mean by that is, is I think he's going to be given less opportunities to be the go-to guy. So if he doesn't take those opportunities, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, yeah. I sort of envisioning more of like, I think you bring in Paris Campbell, who, you know, has in his first three years, he played 15 games combined last year. was his only full season he played and he did. He played well, mm-hmm. you know, he did have a breakout year as Dan said, I think what the giants are doing. And also, you know, we can look at Jeff Smith who we signed from the jets who also ran a four, three forty um, less, obviously, um, you know, proven than a lot of the other guys, but I think you're going to see, you know, a, a slate of injuries and you're going to have four guys who basically can come in and be interchangeable with each other. And yeah. uh, starting in this offense and Wandale Campbell, Smith and Slayton, they all kind of have a similar skill set. Slayton maybe just like a little bit more length, but also still a speedster. But yeah, I mean, I, I imagine just a lot of quickness and quick throws, which will also, you know, protect Jones and make that contract number look better to everybody out there. Um, I don't know. That's just how I envision this offense being just a lot of quick dropbacks, really, you know, quick separation with a lot of these super fast dudes. And yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do hope that there's opportunity to, to throw downfield as well, but I don't necessarily see that coming. Oh, well, at but, least not but, in the beginning. But didn't didn't you see the workout video that they put out today of, of Daniel? Jones? <laughs> he's, he's, he's really looking like a like a top ten quarterback throwing in those those drills. He's just yeah, he really knows where to put the ball when he puts it the same spot fifteen throws in a row. <laughs> he looks like he can throw a football professionally. Yeah. That's what that video looks like <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, I just love how people set that up as if. This is the changing point now. I'm glad he's working this hard, but can he do it in the, when it counts? That's the you whole just want to be hyped up, man. I think that's yeah. all it is. You know, yeah. let, let people get excited. You know, as much as you know, I think that the three of us were kind of like whatever about this deal. You, you kind of are here now, so yeah. yeah, might as well get get excited. You know, and to be oh, fair, when we point. discussed the signing, Colin and I, or at least me, I said I, I want more videos of him working out almost every day. With a beer. I want to see him. Yes, well, mm-hmm. he has to grow at first, so I'll give him a little bit of leeway. Sure, but yeah, lifting things, objects, cars, <laughs> like doing like a rickshaw downtime, like the middle, like like Broadway, that'd be sweet. Doing like eating competitions too, I think that should be going to beat Joey yeah. Chestnut in a yeah. hot dog eating competition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he should have to take on any challenge from anybody in any like <laughs> type of lifestyle. Like he should take, <laughs> you know, Bobby challenges him to drink twenty four hard seltzers. He's got to he's got to get after it. He I can't say to, no. I want you to challenge him to a pickleball match at uh, McCarran Park in Brooklyn. Yes. They're doing that every Saturday. I now mean, we're talking. You think, you think Twitter is going to be a hellscape after I pwn him at pickleball? <laughs> 40 pounds overweight with a beard. With a beard. Yeah, that's yeah. important. I love that pickleball is like making this resurgence, which is something that we played in high school. And then I never heard of it again until yeah. like a couple months ago. Well, that was the last it, time I touched a paddle. You know, it, 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 uh, oh, yeah, you sure about that? A pickleball paddle, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we don't want to talk about college right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Well, I think, isn't it kind of, it started as like, at least recently as kind of an old person. Uh, yeah. Olds love it. Yeah. Olds love it. Olds. It's, like, it's like pre shuffleboard, but like right before shuffleboard. Oh, like it's like the sport before you go to shuffleboard. Yeah, I think so. It's, right. like it's, it's, the... it's people that like can't do tennis. So they play pickleball. Yeah. They stand closer mm-hmm. to the net. And move less, less, to, yeah, less space to cover. I, you know, that sounds great. I hate moving. Um, speaking of guys who get in trouble when they move, we should uh, wrap up our pass catcher section with uh, Sterling Shepard here, who came back <laughs> good one year, one point three million, one hundred fifty-two k in potential roster bonuses. Love it. Um, yeah, Colin, what, what do you feel about this? Because I think there's a lot of mixed feelings about this deal, which I find to be odd personally. Um, I think. Well, let's break down the deal a little bit more because, I mean, it's pretty damn incentive-laden. I mean, I think it's one of those kind of Sterling and his agent were like, I, we don't want to go anywhere else. What could we do here? I, we're willing to work with you. And it was kind of like one of those things where as much as we, we like to laugh about it and talk about it and especially, uh, you know, get under Dan's uh, you know skin about it, he's a Wonderful locker room, rock, guy. Locker room, locker room guy. guy. <laughs> well, and I think that's a bigger part of it than we'd like to uh, not laugh about. I think that is uh, he's a glue. And uh, as long as he puts glue on his body and doesn't fall apart, I think yeah. um, it's a good I, thing. I would also note he's he's actually is a locker room guy. He's not like Jonathan Stewart, who they signed because they wanted him to be a locker room yeah, guy. You can't was... like transpose locker room guys like they're a locker room guy in the locker room that they're in you don't know that that locker room ability is going to correlate to a different locker room with different personalities what say locker room one more time no 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 (laughs) okay okay all right if what did jonathan stewart what was his madden score for locker room guy as opposed to sterling Shepard? man why is there not a locker room guy score on madden like that that's like seems so obvious now that you mention it the nick swisher rating just <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Sterling Shepard has a ninety. No, well, Jihad Ward has ninety nine. I think Shep maybe like high nineties. I I think Jihad Ward's a locker room guy to us. I don't. I think he like brings a lot to the table for the fan base, but I don't think he's like helping dudes out like in the locker room. He's not like <laughs> I'll never forget that when they're on the airplane, he's like recording it. He's like he's like Daniel just has his headphones on. He like yeah. starts calling him the N word, and I'm just like, yeah. what is going on? Why was this video posted on the internet right now? I, I, all I all I yeah, Daniel just was like was like you know when, you, hey. when those kids are selling candy on the subway, like that's what how Daniel Jones reacted yes, to Jihad. Yeah, Where yeah. like he's like yeah 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 yeah. Thank, thanks. Leave me I'm alone, good. dude. All I know is that there needs to be more pictures of Jihad Ward with his middle fingers, both of them up. There needs to be more of them. I just you, think like, that's should important. you do a collab with Eminem or or Fred Durst? Fred Durst. Yeah, he's got to. You got to put him in the air. You know. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah, I mean, who cares if Sterling is back? If they can cut him if they need to cut him. Um, he has no guaranteed money. Just move well, there, on. There you go. That's the biggest part. And I think he's going to work hard uh, to actually be a part of this team, which is great. Yeah, I mean, if he I... can come back and be healthy, that's great. He can contribute. He can catch some balls in third down. Jones is familiar with him. I mean, yeah. I, I, for people who don't want him to be back, it's just a little confusing for me because this deal doesn't lock you in anywhere. Yeah. And if you do, or if you are able to get younger in training camp and you do have that, you know, option with the personnel you have at camp, then you do it. And if you and don't, it, then you don't, you keep him on the team. And it help, is what it, yeah. It, there might've been a frank conversation too, where it was just like, 
you will have 100% uh, opportunity to, you know, be a starter in this offense if you, you hold up well and you play well. But there's probably a caveat where it's just like, listen, you know where you're at and where you've been injury-wise. It's possible you are a part-time player and you are there to lift up the, the wide receiver room more than anything else. And if he was just like, sign me up, I want to be here, I don't want to be anywhere else, then it's a win-win on both sides. I think that's probably what happened. Um do we want to do want to touch on Slayton again? I know we mentioned him, but I do want to ask you guys real quick. You know, a lot of people talk about how bad the Giants' wide receiver room was last year, and then you bring back Shepard, Hodgins, and and Slayton. Do you do you think those were you know the right moves to make to bring back guys, or should we have kind of started more from the ground up and brought in some more new blood than they have already? The money was right, and there's consistency. So bring in some talent in the draft, whether it's early or later, mid round or later and see how they all integrate into the whole room. I think it it's not a bad way to continue to build this offense. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a ton out there anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you wanted to – either way you wanted to cut it, statistically, production-wise, despite all his shortcomings, he was on par with a lot of the other free agents out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think the contract hurts too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's not a long-term deal, anything like that. Um so yeah, I, I have I have no, I'm not excited about it, but, uh, you know, I I feel like this front office realizes they can't fix everything in one off season. Yep. You know, at every single position, I, I think the expectation is a little bit ridiculous that we're going to fill every single hole this offense, especially still not having the cap flexibility we want to have. So, um, he's a known quantity. He has rapport with Daniel Jones. You know, we'll we'll see how it goes. And apparently, I mean, I, I read one article where, it, you know, there were there were a couple of teams in in play and some of which they alluded to were willing to pay more. And he decided to stay home. There you go. Home team discount. Exactly. Which is cool. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I don't, I don't think they're shark or Hardman. I guess for the other two guys that were being talked about are significantly better than him. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, he he's good for 700 yards, a couple touchdowns. You know, hopefully he can you know, work on his game and continue to improve work in his hands. Mostly I think is what everybody laments him for, but yeah. I mean, you know, I just, I can just envision, you know, Paris Campbell and Waller getting hurt and then Jones having a bad year and be like, everyone would be like, well, he had the same wide receivers as last year. He never uh, gave him any help. Well, let's, let's <laughs> can we enjoy that not being reality right now for a moment and let's just wait until just for a happens. brief moment in time. Yeah. I can, we can enjoy the fact that the wide receiver core does look vastly improved even with the addition of just a few guys. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook. The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go go to the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with promo code TPPN. New new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. I know we talked about a couple defensive things last week, but did we we get into the uh, Okereke contract or did we just mention that he was signed? I don't recall. We didn't totally have the, the correct picture on it. I yeah. All right, all right. Right so yeah, down. four years, forty million, but it's like basically all the money's front loaded, and it's like two not two nine year options on the end of the contract. So essentially, it's a two year deal. 
with the guaranteed money, then the Giants have the option to keep him around. I mean, 26 years old, 151 tackles last season. I think he had 17 against the Giants when they played, which is, you know, Insane. pretty crazy. Um, good, good. He can play, you know, he can do coverage, but he's mostly, you know, better run stopper, pass rushing guy. And I think the most important thing is that you have like a veteran presence in the middle who could be versatile in a Wink Martindale defense, which is what this, you know, defense really lacked. And I'm happy that they went out and spent money on this position, but I want to, you guys to ask you guys if you look at some of the other deals that linebackers have signed do you think the giants overpaid for this that's what uh, it seems like a bit yeah yeah it does faith. seem i mean yeah go ahead Dan. i'm sorry yeah no i think we're gonna say the same thing i yeah. i think you know seeing some of the other contracts out there um i mean i i'd be lying if i said i could i could really vouch for or, or articulate what separates these these linebackers from each other in terms of ability. I feel like it's hard to evaluate their skill set from a novice standpoint because uh, so much relies on the team around them. Um, but just based on pure numbers, it seems like, you know, a pretty rich contract for a guy that never really distinguished himself from some of the other names that are free agents. I mean, hell, maybe they're looking at him as uh, the second coming of Antonio Pierce, who was also an unheralded pickup when we got him. I don't think anybody was excited about that. I don't know. Really? I think Antonio Pierce had a little more juice. Ah, he was an undrafted free agent who worked his way up and he was on the upswing. And then all of a sudden he hit his stride when he was with us. So I don't know. Maybe they're thinking it's the same kind of situation. But I do want to bring something up. I, it just came to my mind. And especially with Wink's uh, defense in mind. Is this a situation? And we know how Wink runs his defenses. Normally, the one of the safeties has the green dot on his helmet and calls the plays. Is this a situation where the middle linebacker will be switched to doing that? I think McKinney's still your your go to guy, right? Well, the the contract kind of lends to making you think that it's possible he might be doing it, but who knows? You know, I don't know. I think I think if this guy can cover tight ends, he'll be worth every penny. Yeah, and I think that's what the idea is. And I think the idea is to have more linebackers on the field on more downs so that they can do better against the run. So oh, I yeah. think, you know, if he, if, if he can work well in space and in coverage, and, I, and I've heard that he can line up in the slot. I don't know if I believe that or not. And I didn't see any video evidence of it, but you know, if he can truly, you know, take out the tight end for some teams, I won't say maybe the most athletic guys, but that's going to be huge for the giants. Cause it's been something that's been killing them for as many seasons as I can remember. Could we put him in the DeLorean and have him cover Jason Witten a couple of years ago? <laughs> but again, I guess something about the draft is that there's a lot of linebackers that are more of coverage type than than thumper types. I yeah, feel like. smaller dudes. Yeah, like that dude from uh, Tulane, mm -hmm. um, Dorian Thompson. Is yeah, that... Dorian. Yeah, Dorian, something like that. Yeah. Um, He's just one of of a, of, a, of a handful of guys that are more speed based, not really going to be, you know, in between the the tackles kind of linebackers. Yeah. Um, that is something that we never had, and to me is always something that it, you know is like a, a shiny object for me in the draft. Oh, you you I can almost put money down that we're going to be drafting linebacker at some point. That's happening. Yeah. I'm for it. Do you remember like the old term on, on, on big blue, uh, uh, big blue view, right? Yeah. Is that, uh, the Beezers that yes. every, every draft time they just, all they wanted was a linebacker and didn't want to hear anything, no matter what our draft pick was. Yes. Drafting wow. two is like, let's get a linebacker, the Beezer yeah. brigade. Uh-huh. Never happened. <laughs> Never happened. <laughs> uh, well, got but it. Every we, year we... they're like, it's our year. 
<laughs> we need to go. We need to compile a list of all the, and I feel bad for any of them, all of the really crappy linebackers that we've drafted over the last like 20 years. And Clint just, Symptom. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. one that keeps coming up. But Jonathan Goff was uh, was one. Uh, he started. Um, he started a couple seasons. Though, ah, for he? injury's sake, he shouldn't have been. Starting. I believe he was like the starter starter. I think maybe that just spoke to how poor, piss poor the Giants were that year. But yeah, yeah, they were. Well, honestly, they didn't really draft a lot of linebackers, did they? Isn't that wasn't the problem? At least, especially yeah. not in the first round. We know that at least. Carl Banks, baby, that's that's the last one, nineteen eighty four. Uh, yeah, I think this signing is indicative that you know the Giants see better value in the first round at other positions, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be weird to see them pick a smaller kind of off-ball guy in the later rounds. I think you already have McFadden and Beavers that you got last year to be, you know, your thumpers. Although Beavers went, well, let's see how his, his knee holds up, but he was pretty good at coverage in college, and that was why they drafted him. So if he can regain his, the speed that he had, uh, that's going to be an asset right there. So Yeah, it's going to take some time. Um, should we mention about the Leonard Johnson signing this year, which I think is a bit of a weird one. So undrafted free agent coming off a t- – uh, ACL terror played for Duke. Uh, what 25 games had decent numbers 165 tackles, 10 and a half for a loss, two sacks, six interceptions. Um, I think the more interesting thing was is I went and dug up like his draft profile, like when he was going to be in the draft before he tore his ACL, and it was basically describing him as being a camp body. So, if that's really the case, what do you think is the deal with giving him a three year deal? Safety, they're going to move him. Mm, interesting, mm. I didn't think of that. Uh, the reason possible. being is I, I read some of those draft profiles too, and, and it, 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 they hammered on the fact that he was a sure tackler, which lends you to think, all right, well, this could be a Julian Love situation where you just you see a skill set that you could uh, work with. And this coaching staff, as we all know, has the capability of, of you know, working up talent where they see it, even if it's out of position. So who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll see. I think that's a, a good, especially – being that since love is gone, um, as we'll talk about, I'm sure, uh, very shortly, uh, there's room for probably drafting a safety and working other bodies into that spot. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel like, especially with that um, that screenshot that you sent in, in the thread, uh, was it today or yesterday, TJ, um, of the uh, formations that Wink liked to use on defense and the the highest percentage was two down linemen. What was it? Four linebackers and five defensive backs. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you, you need all the defensive backs you can get, especially if that's going to continue. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anything about him. It's definitely odd, the it timing really on it. Um, but I mean, it's a body, I guess. I just don't understand the connection of Duke and the, and the giants. Like, he was wow. Daniel's uh, teammate in college. That's a big deal, isn't it? Do you it? think this is part of Daniel's uh, contract signing? That you get, we got to bring a uh, the student, or else I'm uh, no, I'm going to hold out longer. No, I don't think so. I I, I don't know. They must. Well, apparently they liked him a lot in uh, his workout. They were surprised by the uh, performance so. he put on. Which hey, if they get a dime in the rough, cool, go for it. They obviously see something. I just, you know, I mean, it's fine bringing in a camp body. I just think it's odd to have a three-year deal, but we don't know the details of that at all. So, I mean, you know, it could be, you know, they could potentially be able to cut him tomorrow with no dead money. We have no idea, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't, wouldn't seem that way with the, the, the term of the deal, at least of what we are aware of. Um, We talk about uh, Rakim. 
Yeah, I mean, we we can mention him again. Raheem Nunez Roach's three years, twelve million, seven point five guaranteed. Some sure up in the uh, defensive line. I know the Giants also. We're going to talk to Ashawn Robinson today. Um, I mean, what do you think? You know, obviously, Jihad Ward is back too. Do you do you think the Giants need to bring in more defensive line depth at this point? You can really have never have enough, right? I mean, you you took Williams and uh, and Sexy Dexy off the field, and our, our it turned into a sieve. So mm-hmm. you need to have some sort of competency uh, in the um, in the depth chart to bring in. So I, I like it. I mean, he seems like we mentioned last week. He seems like an interesting guy. Very, you know another personality for this team, which is always good to have. And, um, yeah, I mean, his, his stats are nothing crazy, but you know, he's, he's definitely, he's better than what we've had, uh, behind these guys in the seasons past. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think it'd be a good signing if we, if it indicates a move away from Leonard Williams, I, I guess that's like the big question. Um, or restructuring or something. Yeah, it's, what do you? We should we should talk about that next when Stan's done. Yeah. No, I mean that that's it. Like like I, I remember him as a draft prospect. Essentially, I think he was a high first round draft pick, um, and a huge a huge defensive tackle. You know, we we need more of them. I we are we are very thin there still, even even with the signing of Jihad and um and and what's his name from uh, Tampa Bay, um still need some bodies there. Um, and in reality, I, I don't think we, we really run a, a true like four, three that often either. So, no. um, probably have two, uh, tackles on there, you know, for the majority of the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think we're still hamstrung by the initial contract for him. Uh, even though it, he was playing closer to the level of that contract, it's not, it's not something that we could, we can live with forever and still build this team. So it gives us, a. a you know, ability to switch it up, I think. And, and another situation where, I mean, you can see it. We have all the, the draft picks that you could possibly want, and we're probably going to move some of them. But a lot of the back end of this roster is going to be filled out by some young guys, and that includes defensive tackle. Yeah. Could agree with that. Um, I want to ask about what I think is the worst signing, which is the, the bringing Matt Breda back for potentially $2.5 million a year, which is what we should be paying someone to be starting at this position. <laughs> And not a year backup who had 50 carries last year. <laughs> I mean, the Giants should, I mean, and you have Brightwell on the roster too. Like, what was the point of this? I don't, I don't get it. Well, isn't the, the contract a little bit better than uh, on the surface? Isn't it? It's uh, 1.4 million with 100 million in incentives. Still, you could be end up paying, you know, what everyone was, you know, what they were paying Devin Booker a couple years ago, and everyone was really annoyed about that. So, I mean, it just seems odd to kind of do a similar thing. I guess they just like Breda. From his continuity at Boone Buffalo, you, yeah. you didn't say a hundred million incentives, did you? <laughs> Sorry, one million. Excuse okay, me. thank God, because I would hundred million incentives. That would scare the crap out of me. Um, yeah, I but mean, yeah, Saquon gets hurt and it just bankrupts the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a little curious. Uh, maybe there's something we're not seeing. I don't know in terms of uh, getting out of it. Yeah, whatever. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but no, it's just, you know, not. I guess uh, just I wanted Dan to say something bad about running backs this episode. Yeah, I think I uh, I addressed this perhaps last week, but uh, yeah, it, they don't matter. You know, we could draft one someone with a 254th pick and be probably just as fine. Yeah, mm, yeah. So. Um, not much more free agents to talk about. I know we brought in uh, 
Wyatt Davis was re-signed. Jared Davis was re-signed. Jimmy yeah. Gillen, we mentioned last week. Uh, Nick Gates leaving, we mentioned last week. Um, but we should talk about, you know, what is a glaring hole at center? <sighs> Not one center on the roster. I know I asked you this, guys, earlier in the text, but the Giants have to sign somebody. They can't just rely on the draft for this, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, I, at first I thought it seemed that they weren't, they didn't think that Feliciano would, would leave to the 49ers. Uh, but then I read somewhere where it was clear that they were only going to give him so much, and that's why he left. So it was almost like they knew this was going to happen. So they have to have some sort of plan. I mean, if this was Gettleman, we, we know there was no plan. But since it's Shane, there's some sort of a plan. Um, you sent the list of what free agents are still out there. No real notable names on there, but there's some guys that are in, you know, 27, 28 years old that you can you can sign for probably cheap and, and just turn them into another Feliciano. I mean, just for the time being. That's probably what they're thinking until they can sure. maybe I mean, hell, we might be drafting a center early in this draft because of today's move. Yeah. There are plenty of dirtbags out there that want to play center. <laughs> get some more dirtbags. Uh, that um, didn't really do him any justice. I, I feel like that was not a great thing to say. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't bother me one way or the other. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you can't really mourn the loss of a, you know. Oh, it was, it was not an emotional connection pick. That's average, for sure. Yeah. We're not, so I, I feel like he's replaceable. Um yeah, and I, and I think it does indicate, you know, or underlines the need in the draft significantly. Um, hopefully come away from the draft with multiple interior offensive linemen um, would be the idea. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're going to see somebody move from guard to center. I know the Giants do, you know, preach about versatility. I don't know if there is there really anyone on the roster. Maybe Brendison yes. possibly can move over. Um, he played center a little bit last year. Yeah, for uh, for what I read in an article, someone described it as a cup of coffee he played mm. center for. Mm, um, I love that, love that phrase. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they're going to have to draft somebody. But, yeah, like you said, Colin, I think, you know, um, the guy from the Jets that I mentioned, what the heck was his name again? Um, just because I feel Nick like Mangold. Oh, man, I miss <laughs> Nick Mangold. Um, um, uh, Kevin Mawai. Holly Mangold. Kevin Mawai. Uh, Connor McGovern. Nice, nice Irish boy. Um mm. I mean, he's, he's serviceable. He played for the Jets. I feel like people who play for the Jets want to come to the Giants because then they don't have to move. Yeah. That's my only logic here. Um, you probably don't have to pay him that much because he's been sitting on the market. Yeah. And I, the, the longer you sit on the market, the more your value goes down. So That's true. Hey, I'd be into it. I've, yeah. I've I mean, speaking that. of that, do you guys want to – should we mention Annie Odell? Well, speaking of putting your market down, I mean, that, that by the moment, his, uh, his price is coming down, and that's especially after Brandon Cooks is uh, apparently going to the Cowboys. So that kind of – it. hey, let, come home and, and make it realistic with you and your, your agent. How about that? You were already asking Saquon to, <laughs> to ask your, uh, your GM to give his agent a call. So why don't you have a real conversation? Can we make hashtag make it realistic a, a thing? Make it realistic. Hey, Odell, your contract. Hashtag because because uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham's agent doesn't have Joe Shane's phone number, of course. Well, I mean, I, why do you even say that? Like, are you just looking for for stirring the pot? That's all he does. Exactly that. I mean, whatever. I, if he comes back or doesn't, I don't care. Um, yeah. It. it I, I'm just sick of, of of like the speculation on Twitter about you know 
he's coming back. It's twenty million. It's four million. It's, it's you know if the giant if he doesn't fit in with the mold mold of what the Giants are doing, and if he's asking for ten million dollars a year coming off two ACL surgeries, then it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I think it. Uh, the, by the day, it bodes uh, better for us. So I would love to to hear in the next couple of days that we sign a center. Um, maybe we pick up another defensive back and then all of a sudden he's still out there and, and something can be figured out. That would be wonderful. Imagine. I think maybe he ends up sitting until training camp and someone might bring him in after that. That's my like, feeling now since it's been so long, but you know, Colin, it's funny because the giants have actually been the most active team in free agency. Yeah. And, and they still really need to pick up a center and a defensive back, you know, to fill out the roster just goes to show you how really how the, the you know, dearth of talent was on this team. Or lack of thereof, I should say. I mean, we got 11 picks in the draft, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we might even see another trade happen before the draft. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, and, uh, I'm really excited to get into uh, draft talk next week with you guys. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, uh, how long are – when is the draft? We're like a month out? Yeah. Is uh, the 29th is a Thursday, I believe, April 29th. Yep. So we got to start getting our our position breakdowns. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know if you guys. I guess we sort of mentioned, you know, what what the next steps are for the Giants and free agency. But you know, I think it, at this point, you really look to the draft for everything else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully, there's some moves left to be made, um, some deals to be had, some value to be realized. You know, guys. But um, it's. I don't think it's anything we're going to uncover unless we read about it after it's happened, kind of thing. What the hell does that mean? In free agency, I don't think oh. we're gonna like. I don't think we're gonna like all of a sudden be like, oh, what about this guy? We totally forgot. Yeah, yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Oh um, no, I mean it's out there. You can look at the list, and it's thin across the board, every position. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's just yeah. uh, a lot of times maybe you wait till after the draft and you see where you're at, see if you need to fill any more holes with some guys maybe who are still out there, and then obviously. Plenty of guys are going to be waiting for injuries to happen so they can get signed back up and stuff like that. Maybe, you know, make it on the practice squad or anything of that nature. Um, I mean, what, what's yeah. interesting is you said it yourself. I mean, we're the most active team in free agency, but it's wonderful to see the contracts and make they all make sense for the most part. That's a wonderful thing. Usually when you see a team that's super active and splashing the cash, as you like to say, it doesn't bode well for your uh, short-term future and long-term future for that matter prefer blasting cash as opposed to splashing it yeah right? oh that's a good point it's a, they're two very different things well splashing is softer right yeah 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 it's like you splashed cash on bobby o'kirk okay <laughs> yeah. yeah i am gonna be calling him bobby o'kirker in no time i can already tell just <laughs> oh have, so i have no ability for- to speak english cardi b Thank you for saying that because I was gonna uh, I was gonna oh, yeah what's forget. the name for him yeah uh oh it was O'Kirker Berserker and his mm. theme song will be Berserker from Jay and Silent Bob's uh, was it Strike but no is it Clerks yeah Clerks yeah yeah so I mean we got for you sticking clock Berserker exactly just put his name in there would you say. like to make have a make, talk make tackles Berserker did you just say make tackles. <laughs> Anything else tonight, guys? Uh, Anything around the league that's interesting to you? Um, uh, that Lamar Darnold Jackson and... isn't signed. Who? Uh, that's pretty funny, right? Who is? Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson's still a free agent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he's not a free agent, but. 
What's going to happen? He's a restricted uh, franchise tag. He's not going to play this year for them. He might. He might just play out the rest of the deal. Who knows? I'm like... shocked that no one will give up two firsts for him because people gave up. I think they gave up three firsts for Stafford a couple years ago, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, I think uh, it's collusion, man. Collusion. Well, that and we're seeing. I think there's just a lot of GMs that are starting to, to wake up to the realities of of the um, the economic scene in the NFL. And but I mean, sense. don't you think it's weird that like like a like a crazy owner like Jim Irsay or something's like, no, no, we're just going to force this. We can get Lamar Jackson. We're going to get Lamar Jackson, and we're going to mortgage whatever we have to get Lamar Jackson right now. No, they have Gardner Minshew now, so that's they uh, do. Yeah, the Colts. Uh, they're they're good. They're oh, good they're set. Yeah, yeah. They don't even need to draft anyone. No, they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they're on the they're on the what the fourth pick, so they're going to end up with Richard Sander Levis. You would imagine, which I feel, I feel like both those guys are going to go way higher than they really should. Yeah, yeah. Levis is going to go there. I can see him in a Colts uniform in no time. No, I bet they pick Richardson, but he's going to have to sit for a year. Like you can't just throw him out there; you're going to ruin him. Like straight up. Probably. He's not ready to play in the NFL. That's like, I mean, he probably should be like a second round pick, but he's just had way too good of a combine for that to ever occur. Yeah. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. Um, Darnold, Sam Darnold's in uh, in San Francisco for no good reason. Not really sure about that. You can back up uh, Brock Purdy. Or you can back up Trey Lance. He's going to back up Brock Purdy. Yeah, because they're all going to get hurt anyway. So he'll be starting in week four. Mm. Very exciting. Yeah. But they'll still win games. They always win games. It's like that coaching, man. That whatever scheme they're running. Scheme. Scheme. I feel like scheme is like the football, and scheme is when you're like planning to rob a bank. What about schedule? That's like a British I hate man. That. Schedule. Yeah. Well, do you, does your does any of your kids watch Peppa Pig, Dan? Yep. Well, you haven't watched in a while, but yeah. Oh, Mark Kay. Riley. Riley was like Marty Puddle. Oh no. Like, what, what, no, what? no, no, no. You won't be having that. That's it's not weird, it. man. Um, all right. We're good? Yeah, yeah goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not, not, not doing the outro, just bye. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Follow us, Big Blue United, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, BBU Podboys, the Z on Twitter. Download that DraftKings app. Use promo code TPPN when you sign up. And thank you for listening. Bye.